welcome, welcome, welcome to the best five-minute wine podcast. From the seed to the glass, wine has a past. Your host, Boris Kelly, looks for adventure at wineries around the globe. After all, grape minds think alike. Let's start the adventure. Here's your host, Boris Kelly. In our first episode, we find out how our guest, Levin DeGate, met his wife. Now, let's cut to the heart of the matter. What is Sparklist.com? A way to help people discover what champagne and sparkling wine really is and can be, and to have access to it. So sparkling wine, champagne, the stigma that goes with it. As a founding member and someone who started the business, sparklist.com, how would you define it? No one's ever asked me that question before. <laughs> how would you, how do I would define sparkling wine? Yeah, as, as, as a different, as a category in its of itself where it's, it has nothing to do with wine per se, because that's uh, different. So sparkling wine is... A very misunderstood category, mostly because people are typically used to going to stores and you may have a large wine section, tons of shelves, and then you have this tiny little sparkling wine champagne section. And it embedded this kind of impression, I think, in a lot of people that there's just very little sparkling wine out there when it's not at all true. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of producers making champagne and sparkling wine. It's just really hard for anyone to actually get access to it. In the designation between uh, sparkling wine and champagne, the dividing line is? Always the fun thing that a lot of people, one of the few things there are a lot of people that might know about sparkling wine is that it can only be called champagne if it's made in Champagne region. Any sparkling wine made outside of Champagne is referred to as sparkling wine. And that, that's something that, uh, I don't know if you know that or, not, or know it, but um, that's something that Champagne um, campaigned for uh, years ago or? The uh, struggle to solidify their mark uh, and the brand and the trademark to Champagne's actually back in the early, early 1900s, there was uh, an accord that had to do with trademark and copywriting for kind of like a precursor to the, w, the World Trade uh, Organization, right? Just a way for corporations and companies to protect themselves. But it wasn't until very, very recently, late 90s, early 2000s, when even here in the United States, Champagne officially became a designated and protected brand. And th- thank goodness they didn't do that for wine. <laughs> you can't call it wine unless it's made in somewhere in France. But That's true. There are a couple exceptions. If uh, Every now and then someone will be like, well, I've seen the word Champagne uh, on an American bottle. Uh, there are two companies. There are a couple companies that were grandfathered. If they were already using the name Champagne, they could, were allowed to continue using it. Uh, and they're in California. One of them's already dropped it. They no longer use it. And there's one that still does, but it will also mention the word American champagne on the bottle. It won't just say champagne. Interesting. Okay. Getting into sparkling wine, you do you make it uh, similarly than how they do it in champagne? As I mean, are they is champagne doing it with some kind of uh, patented secret formula, you know, or is it pretty basic? The champagne method, which is often how it's often referred to, is the method that sparkling wine, how sparkling wine is turned into how champagne is made, how sparkling wine is made in the champagne region. But that same method is utilized in Spain for cava. Cava is made in the same method. And any bottle that you look at 
uh, any, will often see the word um, traditional method uh, in America or in France. You might see the word method traditional, or in Italy you might see the word metodo classico, or in South Africa you might see cap classique. All of those are references to the traditional method, which is they're all made in the same way and method that champagne is made. In our next episode, we continue our conversation with Levin DeGaint, founder of Sparkless.com. The Sparkling Wine Club will find out how he sources the exquisite sparkling wines for the club. I'd also like to thank my friend Doug Vincent, host of Walk and Roll Live. It's a podcast that dedicated to giving a voice to the disabled community. He had me on as a guest and I had a rip snorting good time. If you get a chance, go ahead and check out his podcast at Walk and Roll Live live.com thank you for listening this episode of the best five minute wine podcast was produced by iism if you like the show please tell your friends and pets and subscribe until next time pour the wine and ponder your next adventure Hi, before you go, we have exciting news. The best five-minute wine podcast has teamed with a breakthrough technology. And added a new feature on our website that's bound to elevate your podcast experience. Here is where we need your help. Trying to remember something from an episode? Don't worry. Search for it, and we will find it for you. Have you ever thought you could just ask questions and chat about the episodes as if you were talking to me? Well, now you can. That's right. Our episodes are now interactive, and they're waiting to have a conversation with you. Jump into a chat with our podcast, and let's get the conversation started. Try it out, and tell us what you think. Click on the banner at the top of the website, thebestwinepodcast.com, to try it. 